Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your friendly neighborhood Jake Esso with the latest episode of Confessions, Confessions of a Basement, Basement. Dweller, 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 dweller. In this episode, we will be taking a look at doing a little synopsis and review of the newest Telltale uh, season, Batman, The Enemy Within, Season 2, Episode 1, You Be the Judge. So, man, this is pretty freaking awesome. We got lots to talk about, lots to dive into, because uh, this is a whole new world, man. I can't believe what they were setting up in this first episode. And uh, we start off the the whole game by being able to do this the sort of s- semi-new feature in Telltale Games where you can actually change over or uh, transfer all your choices from the first season of play into the second season, so some of them will still be in effect. And it does show. You see some characters that you communicated with and built uh, track records and bonds with in the first season, and you they remember some of the stuff you said from the first season, so you better choose wisely, because this could last forever, you know? Scary stuff, really terrifying. I was actually, I had to put down the game, like, yeah, my head, this is not okay. So... The game itself, though, is really quite fun. This episode, you start off with a big old bang-a-lang. It's, you're in a casino. You're Bruce Wayne, super handsome and cool. There's a mysterious woman. And one of the options is like, go on, get out of here, stupid. And, you're, and so I didn't choose that one because it just seemed sort of rude. So I was like, yeah, hang out, stupid. And then she like was hanging out. And then sure enough, who do we get? We get a big old dose of Enigma in your face. Edward Enigma, a.k.a. the Riddler. The, the diddler, for God's sake, shows up at the casino, and he's got problems with the rich Morimoto. Rich Morimoto, also named Rumi Mori. And I guess they have some unfinished business, and all of a sudden, uh, Bruce Wayne goes into Batman mode, and he's got Alfred in his ear. And you get to choose your Bat-Tech color again, which I'm such a little stinker for that kind of stuff. I was like, ooh, purple, 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 purple. I'm sure most people chose blue or red, like a big loser. Not me. I mix them. I mix them together. I pick purple, okay? That is like the king's color out of my face. I'm a purple Batman. What up? Batman. And so you got your purple little gear going on and your ear going on. And all of a sudden, Bruce Wayne's like, Alfred, who is this gosh dang turkey? And Alfred's like, sir, that is Edward Enigma. He's been around forever. He disappeared for years. So again, you know, this is picking up from the first season where they went off on their own with the storyline. We'd never seen a storyline like that before. It starts off with like, my parents were corrupt and my dad was a goddamn master criminal, you know, and that's still true in this season. And also they changed it up, and now the Riddler is like old school criminal in, in this world, and Batman's never encountered him till tonight, where he's at a fundraiser casino as Bruce Wayne. What the hell's going on? And so you gotta go and better get cracking. You you escape with this lady, and then you go into an alley, the same old lady, and then you're like, she's like, how come you're so good at fighting Bruce Wayne? And you're like, get lost. And that time I picked get lost because I was like, you're asking too many questions. Lady, get out of here. Go on, scram. I saved your gushing life back there. Get out of here. And then what should pull up with your little boop boop is the Batmobile. Of course, what the fuck else rolls up like super dope? Like what up though? Uh, uh, you know, parking lot pimping with the Batmobile. Okay. Alley lot pimping. And then he, you go open the door, right? And there's Batman's costumes right in there. It's so cool. And you get to choose it. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I choose you, Batman's costume. 
I'm Batman. And so you go back in, you tell Jim Gordon, like, stand down, Jim Gordon, and blah, blah. And then you go and you kick some fucking ass. And man, the gameplay, the actual combat gameplay feels, uh, I can't say a lot tighter, but it still feels real good. Like it did in the first, uh, first season. Uh, and you know, it's been maybe tightened a little bit more. There's some real cool action that you, there's more choices within the action. You can choose. Do you want to give them a power bomb or you want to give them a bice, a roundhouse kick? And you're like, Hmm, what would Batman do in this situation? And I'm like, power bomb. Let's do it. Oh no. Bicycle kick. Either way, I'm putting that ass down, son and boy did i ever it was fun i tell you what and you get up in that ass and riddler's butt you kick his ass god he can take a beating like a fucking punching bag the riddler was you know oh and he puts the mori mordo guy and mori into a death chamber and man they don't hold back on the gore again i remember i was pretty taken back but you know taken back like oh this is interesting i'm taken back like oh my you know my sensitive sensibilities you know but it was quite gory they're cutting off his fingers uh in the chamber and riddler has this really cool riddler cane with a question mark on the end and he like rips a guy's throat out for god's sakes you know, like one time just bleh, dead bleh. and you're like god damn this game is not holding back again which i actually appreciate it's pretty cool you know a little mix of nolan but without the go- you know added gore in the nolan verse where there was never gore nolan never does gore you have to excuse me so you beat up the Riddler real good. He escapes, though, leaves a secret box with a treasure in it or, you know, a riddle, for God's sake, something like that. And then, the you know, they subdue the Riddler's goons. Riddler's got goons with guns and shit. It's gangster, man. Unbelievable. I was like, this is dope. This is awesome. And so then in comes Jim Gordon, like, secure the perimeter, you turkey. Like, let's get on this, stupid idiot. And then after that, in comes Amanda Waller. And you're like, oh, shit, Wallin, ballin. And she comes in and she's like, oh, hell no. I'm securing the perimeter around this motherfucker. And uh, Jim Gordon is like, fuck, you know, my, my jurisdiction has just been pwned. I just got pwned right in my jurisdiction, man. Damn, son. What type of shit is that? And so then you meet Amanda Waller, and if you don't know who that is, she's like the sort of covert operative organizer of the Suicide Squad. So as soon as she was even introduced into this world, I was like, oh shit, Suicide Squad's going to be in this motherfucker, huh? That is dope. Sign me up. I'm on board. And so now all of a sudden you got, you got business with Amanda Waller. You're Batman. And she wants to work with you, and she's heard all about you, and they got a little case file on you, and she's got... Uh, like agents that sh- that works for her and one of them looks so much like Christian Bale I'm sure that was not an accident because that guy I'm like what's Christian Bale doing in this and they're like oh they're being cute that's funny because that's fucking Christian Bale for sure his name is like C. Bale like Charles Bale or something that wasn't his name uh, so what happens then then you know you're talking to her you agree to disagree you can choose to like work with her or you know work against her and stick with Gordon you know this kind of thing I don't remember what I chose. I think I sort of sided with Gordon mostly, but you kind of end up just siding with her anyway. You don't really get much of a say. And so you take the case file on the Riddler. You take the Riddler box, the riddle box. You go back to the Batcave. Boom. Khakis and white shirt. Boom. Why is Batman wearing that in the Batcave? That shit is jive as hell. What does he look like? He's in the 
fucking extra in the movie office space when he's at his back cave, put on some something cool, Batman for God's sakes, damn Bruce Wayne. And then you get in there and there's you have all your high tech stuff and you can go look at your little trophy room and see Lady Arkham and Two Face and Penguin and uh was it John Doe maybe Joker or someone like that. And you're like, damn, this is cool. And then there's a gramophone and you can put on music. And I'm like, jazz, let me put on that jazz right quick. Excuse me. So I put on the jazz, and I was like, yeah, this is some good jazz. I need something to help me concentrate on this funny-ass box I got. So I'm looking at this box. All of a sudden, I'm turning it like a Rubik's Cube, for God's sakes, and it goes flat into like a perfect circle. And I'm like, what? how does a box turn into a circle? Like, got me, Riddler. Fucking got me good. Dang, dang it. And so then I realized that this circle isn't just any old circle. It's a vinyl record. So I'm like, good thing I got that old funny-ass gramophone next to all this high-tech bullshit, you know? So let me go put on that record. <laughs> Let me go put on this record right quick. And it's like, good job, Batman. Ooh, he starts singing. The Riddler starts singing. And I was like, what? This is weird. But he didn't actually start singing. He was more just like, good job. You got half of it done, you turkey. And then you look at the thing, and in the inside of it, there's like some wave files going on and some feedback and a little ping signal. And Batman and Bruce Wayne and Alfred just couldn't figure that shit out. So he calls Lucius Fox and you go into Wayne Enterprises in the high-rise building and you talk to Lucius Fox and then in comes a drone and then behind the drone is Lucius' daughter Tiffany and you're like, oh shit. And she like went to Cornell and MIT and she's super smart and she's like going to take the the reins or whatever and she's doing an internship at Wayne Enterprises and then all of a sudden she has a drone. She gives me Bruce Wayne the drone and she's like, and then you're like, man, Thanks. This is a great drone. You want to work with your daddy on some cool projects? Maybe you could help us find out what this funny ass box does. And then, then she's like, okay, see ya. And then you're like, damn, I hope she comes back in the story. Maybe she'll be the new Lucius Fox 2.0 or some shit. And so Lucius Fox goes to figure out this funny style box with the little noises on the inside. And then in come the turkey ass agents that work with Amanda Waller asking Bruce Wayne all kind of questions. And you got to like avoid and shift. And then you got to hide your uh, Riddler case file because that lady was the same lady that gave it to Batman. So if she saw that you had it as Bruce Wayne, she'd be like, damn, this dude is Batman. That was the easy one, two, three right there. Let me tell you that much. All of a sudden there's side in the Wayne Enterprise building and you're like what the fuck's going on and then Lucius calls and says hey man you know it's been a pleasure working with you sir tell my daughter I love her and always remember that and you're like no Lucius what in the fuck and I was like what the fuck are you seriously going to kill Lucius Fox good thing you introduced her daughter in the scene previous to this one otherwise this would have been really upsetting shucks and so, sure enough, they cut to his funeral, and it's like, damn, they really killed this motherfucker. Gosh dang it. And then you're talking to Tiffany, and you're like, hey, you don't worry. My parents are dead, too. We can totally relate. And then you t I told her the truth, and she got real upset. She was like, you mean to tell me 
that you told my little daddy to take that into his office and try to crack that code, thus having him explode in a fiery uh, death to, to his death, an explosion to death? How dare you? And then Bruce was like, damn, I fucked up. I probably should have just told you a lie. But knowing Telltale Games, if I did lie to you, this would come back and bite me in the ass even worse. So I told, I chose to tell the truth just up in the, right in the front. And then I was like, shit, I better go sit down. And who should be in the crowd? Goddamn. But, it, oh, talking to Tiffany. Goddamn. It was fucking Joker. The Joker's back. And he has this odd relationship with Bruce Wayne. Very strange relationship. He's showing up to funerals. They're talking. They're exchanging emails and texts. It's kind of funny. You know, it kind of makes you think, like, how could he not know? You know, Joker, you know, doesn't know. that He's, like, kicking it with Bruce Wayne and... There's no idea who Batman could be or, you know, vice versa. And so they have a little talk. They catch up a little bit. You kind of, Joker wants you to meet his friends and you respectfully decline. But then he sort of agrees to help you track down the Riddler. So you got to find this Riddler, see, because you know that something's up, something fishy, something fishy's up. You got to find out what it is. And so you leave the funeral and you go meet Jim Gordon up at the bat signal. And you're like, hey, Jimbo. I'm working with you, son. Me and you are homies for life, man. Forget Amanda Waller, man. That shit don't matter, fool. And so then you got to figure out where the the Riddler is hiding and you get to choose. Do you want to go as Bruce Wayne and talk to the Asian businessman you saved? Or do you want to go as Batman and talk to Joker's, or I mean Riddler's right-hand man at the precinct? And, you know, knowing me, I always default to Batman because, like, when are you going to turn down an opportunity to be uh, Batman? I would never. Someone I could be on the dang toilet getting ready to slip a growler and someone would be like, Jake, we need you as Batman right now. And I got to pinch that off and get going. Put that shit on for real. Right? I mean, that's what I would do. I don't know what you guys would do. So you you talk to this turkey and you trick him. You say, hey, I got this drone. It's going to blow up if you don't tell me where he is. And so he told you. And then you go back to back cave, you find out where it, where uh, the hideout is, and it turns out it wasn't necessarily a full hideout. It was a giant puzzle in a in a water tower, and there's already a dead agent there from Amanda uh, Waller's The Agency. It's just called The Agency, by the way, which is kind of funny. And so uh, you find a dead guy, and then in comes the detective mode uh, gameplay, which is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it the first season. The third season, uh, that was a really cool way to introduce it, and they sort of expanded on it and uh, made it a bit more involved, gave you a bit more steps. The uh, actual detective puzzle, in, you know, it's usually like a single scene or a single location, sort of plays out longer, which I really enjoyed uh, and uh, appreciated because I, th- I felt like a few of the episodes in last season were a bit short bit on the short side uh and this one was pretty lengthy you have to figure out how to uh basically get yourself back out of the water tower you and uh gordon jim gordon will die uh i think it was jim gordon must have been yeah so you guys could potentially die and so you escape i'm not gonna say how don't want to super spoil it there will be spoilers so believe you me because this is a really lengthy episode and very satisfying. And it's sort of just the story of the Riddler, which is pretty fantastic because uh, I wasn't sure how long they were going to drag this out. And sure enough, they drag it out right till the end of the episode. And this episode played like two hours. I'm not sure if I was playing it slow, but this is probably one of the most fun single episode experiences I've had with a Telltale game 
maybe since you know playing it on PS3 with uh, Wolf Among Us and and the original seasons of uh, Walking Dead. I was really enjoyed this episode. I loved the you know the uh, the suspense and the action sequences and the story with the Riddler. Um, you know, you sort of have a final. Head to head with the Riddler on the top of a, a freighter at the dock, and on the freighter are all the missiles which he has programmed to the cell phones of all of the different agents that work for Amanda Waller, and so you have to disable these automatic uh, rocket uh, radio signals, which you do, but the Riddler doesn't know that you did that, right? And so he thinks he has the ace in the hole, not realizing that you have already. Uh, saw his ace and countered it with a joker just to confuse everyone uh not a joker with a you know tactic whatever the fuck and so you you survive a couple agents maybe die a couple agents maybe live depend on your choices and you put a, put it put the end to the riddler because i thought maybe he was going to be the lead antagonist in this whole season and dare I say, he is not, and he is put to, he is sort of stopped, uh, before you're able to question him by a mysterious source, which you see as in the shadow on a bridge. And you're like, God damn, how deep does this go? And what friends was he referring to? His friends left it, let him, uh, out in the dry, out to dry. So what, what is that? And you know, uh, continuation episode two, but there are some serious uh, clues as to who we might be meeting. Now, more some more obvious than others, as in uh, Amanda Waller showing you Harleen Quinzel's case file from Arkham Asylum. But there's also another clue where the Riddler is in a uh, South American prison during a riot doing a live recording, which was kept on a hard drive that Amanda Waller had as evidence and so hmm south american prison break who could that be folks and friends and uh yeah joker ends up helping you and you kind of have to promise him or not with about whether you're going to help him or meet his friends and his friends might be the fucking suicide squad they're definitely harley quinn and judging by the second episode i think we're going to get a lot of different characters in this i would really love to see a scarecrow in this world and i'd love to see a mr freeze and a bane and, you know, Harley Quinn, of course, but I think we're going to see all of them, maybe not Scarecrow, but I definitely think we're going to see at least Bane and Mr. Freeze. And I got to say this episode, I want to go back and play it again because it was so long and I found it to be very satisfying. So I'm going to go back and play it a second time and sort of choose all the opposite choices, which is always fun. You know, and it gives you like extra uh, replay value. So, yeah, I would totally play this, get this game. If you haven't played the first season, play it first for sure because, you know, it's good. But and you're definitely going to want that backstory going into this because this is a complete standalone story that Telltale has created. And I do commend them for that, even if, uh, you know, you don't always agree with, like, where they went, uh, what directions they took with some of the beloved characters. Nonetheless, I'm very impressed with episode one of season two of Batman's Telltale Batman series. Stay tuned for episode two of Guardians of the Galaxy, or episode three, and then episode two of uh, Batman: The Enemy Within. This has been another episode of the Basement Dweller. 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 I am Jake Gresclo Esco Esso, and I'll see y'all next time.